Aloha, thank you for listening to Healing with Aloha podcast. I'm Desen Hakias. Please follow us on Instagram at Healing with Aloha and also on TikTok, Healing with Aloha. And back to our episode. Aloha, everyone. Thank you for joining us here on the Healing with Aloha podcast. I'm Desen Hakias, the host from the island of Kauai. I'm honored and privileged to have my soul sister all in Australia. You know, during this pandemic, we were able to connect on Instagram. Um, This is Sandy Davis. Uh, She, long before she was writing books and launching Happy Paws, Sandy was born and raised in the American Midwest in the state of Kansas. Sandy accidentally ended up in Australia and she stayed. Sandy's mantra is, is, it is never too late and you are never too old. An allergic reaction to a treatment for intimate dryness during perimenopause launched Sandy out of semi-retirement to become the Queensland-based formulator and founder of award-winning Happy Paws Bomb. As a bit of a rebel who struggles taking no for an answer, Sandy turned the lack of a simple preservative-free natural solution for intimate dryness into her mission. The creation of Happy Paws is Sandy's yes, a tiny pearl of Happy Paws, and has brought Sandy unending joy in her second spring. At every chapter of life, Sandy has thrived on being giving back as part of her ethos. In this Happy Paws era, Sandy's Australian paid forward partner is the period project working to eradicate period poverty. Uh, Sandy in addition to, oh, sorry, when she's not packaging and processing Happy Paws orders and heightening menopause awareness, Sandy has turned her hand to writing. In addition to co-authoring two number one bestseller, Courage and Confidence, What It Really Takes to Succeed in Business and Sacred Promise, Sandy has also created her own anthology, The Power to Rise Above. The Power to Rise Above brings 30, together 30 women from across the globe, even in Hawaii, um, who bravely share their stories of resilience to assure others that they too have the power to rise. So guys, I'd like to introduce to you Sandy. Hi, Sandy. Aloha, Des. (laughs) I'm so grateful to have you um, on the podcast. Uh, I know initially in 2020, when I had my guests, um, we went on Instagram Live. I just thought it was a great way for you guys to connect with the listeners, but I had to have you back on the podcast. (laughs) I I love being back. And I love that you mentioned the power to rise above because (laughs) It is such an honor to have you as one of the contributing authors. I absolutely love your willingness to be vulnerable and the beautiful story that you shared about your resilient spirit and and healing with Aloha. Yeah, no, thank you so much. Um, I've seen you evolve too since that interview and for you to, to be able to share like what you've been through with your personal life, with your family, um, your business, and just like this year, you know, co-authoring two books, and then now you have your own anthology. Uh, can you tell people a little bit like what like has launched you forward and 
what makes you feel the need to to just continuously show love through 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 your writing you know and and what you do with happy paws yeah well i i suppose i i always you know had this little dream in the back of my head of being a writer you know kind of like the beatles thing paperback writer and it just you know opportunities would arise and i'd have maybe a little article in a magazine or something but then i would just life would get busy again and and it would fall back to the wayside and then about 10 years ago i had a go at um like a hallmark type fiction oh. and and it made it to the level of being reviewed by editors in Sydney. And I live up in the remote tropics of far North Queensland. And I'd actually written about a biracial relationship and the editors in an urban area said, oh no, that can't be true. That's not realistic. And it's very realistic for many people in far North Queensland. And I was just so indignant that I just said, right. And I just threw the manuscript in the bottom of the cupboard and just forgot about it. Um, and then all of a sudden, through the pandemic, I'd started to curate this vision for the power to rise above. It had been based on an experience that I had had with some other workmates. And I really wanted to honor incredible women's stories of resilience. I was trying to figure it out, trying to bring it all together. When I was asked to be a part of Courage and Confidence, and it was just such an amazing gift writing in that courage and confidence, what it really takes to succeed in business, because I got to honor the memory of my mom and what she did as a glass ceiling breaker in the eighties. It was just amazing. And then it just kind of that spiraled up to Dr. Tara Trent, Oprah's favorite guest of all time, <laughs> asked little me <laughs> in the remote tropics of Australia to write my sacred promise in her book. And I was just you know, pinch me, pinch me, pinch me. And then Elizabeth Gilbert read my chapter and loved my chapter. That's Elizabeth Gilbert who wrote like Eat, Pray, Love. Um, oh, yeah. The movie. And then she's written the forward for that book. And once again, I went, oh, pinch me, pinch me, pinch me. And, and the fact that these opportunities with these other books have happened as we've been collating and bringing together the power to rise above it just feels like their whole purpose was just to amplify our voices in the power to rise above. So it's been an amazing year. So I feel like like the um, what you're about to do with the anthology, it's like the cherry on top, you know, of the other yeah. books. Like it was like this progression. And then it, I think in essence, it gave you the courage to follow through with what you thought of like the year before. Yeah, make it happen. Get it across the finish line. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but like, you know, even just with that, um, think about it. It was an idea and it took time to kind of like, hmm, you know, you, you sat on it and whatnot. And then you practice building your confidence and just building to this point and allowing people to help you to like to execute and stuff like that. Can you tell people, um, I know, you know, we want people to get the books and whatnot, but can you explain to them a little bit of what, like the courage um, and confidence, like what you shared in there and then in the sacred promises, like what did you share? And then, and that prompted you to give a voice to other women. Yeah, well, in, uh, in courage and confidence, I suppose the biggest thing for me was I was devastated when my mom passed away. So 
I lost my brother to suicide many, many years ago. And as a result of that, but quite often happens, so often um, couples don't survive the loss of an adult child on their journey. So my parents, unfortunately, it was so heartbreaking. The year of what should have been their 50th wedding anniversary, they went their separate ways. And part of going their separate ways involved my mom coming and joining my journey in Australia and becoming a part of our family over here. And, and we had her as such an intimate part of our lives. And so much of our lives focused around her care in her last few years. Um, so then when she passed, I'd sort of just gotten to the point where I was more comfortable with the grief and there was as much joy as there was grief when the opportunity to write in courage and confidence came up. And I just kept thinking, you know, I didn't realize until my mom was gone that so much of my business success and my little, you know, tips and hints that made our business shine when we were in tourism came from everything I learned from her when she was a glass ceiling breaker back in the 80s. So it was just so awesome to write about those lessons that were learned from, from watching this incredible woman who had never been in the workforce until oh. she was 50 and had no choice and was struggling to make sure that we ate. And yeah, I learned so much from her. Yeah, no, totally. And I think it's, it's incredible how your mom found the courage to to start all over again and and how that that's kind of like what has given you that extra like platform to 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 like literally like everything to rise above your your life situation um yeah and, and like for for me like I think like with the sacred promise is like promising to yourself you know that no matter what, I'm going to, I'm going to make it and I'm going to make do with what I have. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. And in Sacred Promise, my chapter is titled Ad Astra Per Aspera. So it's a bit of a, of a homage to where I was born and raised. So the state motto of Kansas is Ad Astra Per Aspera, which is Latin for to the stars through difficulties. And I guess that's one of my core things. And it has been probably my whole life that we can have tragedy and heartbreak and we can have things that seem so insurmountable that we don't know how we're ever going to get through it. But one step at a time we do. And it's that thing of, you know, to the stars through difficulties, we will get there and we will, you know, reach that peak where we can see the trail of the Milky Way. And yeah, we get there. We just have to, to sometimes break it down into even micro steps, but we all have the power to get there. I mean, a lot of it too is being patient with yourself because when you're trying to process, like for you, like with your brother and then with your mom, like when you're processing your grief, it, it's unique and it, not everybody's gonna understand your journey, right? Like some people yeah. wanna hold space for you, but like just finding your way. Yeah, and it's, it's so true because everybody's grief journey is unique. And the thing I find too is other people can be so impatient 
with the grief journey. Mm -hmm. And people seem to think that there's a time limit. Oh yeah, well, you've had enough time to grieve now, get over it. And it's, it's interesting if they haven't done that grief journey, they just, they, they don't have that understanding of you never really maybe finish grieving, but you just find a way to weave your grief into a tapestry that has all the beautiful memories as well. And most of the time, once you get through that bit of the grief journey, you can celebrate the joys and the great memories of the person that you have mourned. But it's just every once in a while, it will sneak up on you and just hit you like a waterfall. Um, But yeah, we've got to give ourselves grace when we are working through grieving and and everybody's going to do it different. And, and your grief path can be very different to what you have done previously in your life. I know, like for me, I found that some of the hardest bits when I was struggling with life without mom, because you know, we cared for her for so many years in our house and we, we'd made our life revolve around her. So it's this huge hole. And one of the things I quite often did if my husband was working nights, rather than come straight home from work, I would go to a cafe and just sit on my own at the back of the cafe and listen to the acoustic music of the live musician. And, um, and then people would say, oh, that was so sad that you went on your own. You know, you can call me and I'll go. I'm like, no, what it wasn't, I needed that solitude and, and that solitude surrounded by others. And that was one of the things that helped me work through my grief more than anything else probably with mom was just, you know, finding that space of solitude amongst all the chaos of people. I think that's beautiful. I, this is my first time hearing me share that with me, you know, um, like it was, it's com- it was comforting for you. Like to be around people, but not necessarily engaged. Like, you know, like just being there. Yeah. And that's okay. That we have to do it our way. And and just, you, you won't always know what, what works and what, what's going to help you. You know what I mean? And like for you, like learning how to navigate, okay, you know, right now, this is what I need. Or, oh, okay, this is not what I need. Um. I, I think this is this is something you know and then for you it's like being in that environment around music it was probably soothing for you and then you know instead of you just going home to be by yourself and then missing her and whatnot yeah well and and something that just I don't know something you said there to made me think about another incident that happened probably nine months after my mom had passed I was in the grocery store and I was going up the cake aisle and there was a red velvet cake mix, which was new to the Australian market. And we'd had red velvet cake at our wedding that my mum and I had made. So my mum and I catered for Harry's and my wedding. We made, and I'm looking at this stupid red velvet cake mix in the middle of the grocery store and oh, the tears came. One of those moments of absolute deep, deep shuddering grief. And um. I just in that moment thought, you know, own this, let it flow. This has hit you for a reason today. Just love and honor mom and accept that it came. Don't be embarrassed. Just embrace it and give yourself grace. And 
And that's maybe actually where my, because I always say now, give yourself grace. I think that's maybe the day that that started. And I think that's so important for all of us when we're dealing with grief. It doesn't matter if it's three months, nine months, three years, seven years, 10 years later, you will have those waves of grief that will sneak up on you when you least expect it. And when they do, it's okay. You know, just embrace it, hug everything that you love about the memory of that person and just see that wave of grief as, as a gift and not, I don't know, run away in shame and go and hide in the car or just, just embrace it. And, and who cares if there's people on the periphery that maybe don't get you, that's all right. You don't need them. Right. No. And, and that's something important to, to talk about is it comes in waves and, and sometimes it's like, it's the least opportune. Like it's like, to you, it's like, gosh, it's like the worst timing. You know what I mean? But like you said, um, to show yourself grace, because for for you, your memories, your body, your mind, whatever, that's, that was just time for you to release, you know, the love, the sadness, you know, the joy, it, it, it's it's all intermingled, but it's it's something that you, you needed to, you know, it, it cleanses your soul at that moment you know, recalling that person you love. Yeah, I like that. Cleanses the soul. That's so, so true. And and we have to be open to that or our grief just gets buried. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's not like there's a quick fix to, I think in life, we sometimes we just want to, okay, this is how you do it. This is how you do it. You know what I mean? But like things pop up, things happen in life and, is, is trying to um, navigate it. Yeah. And it's going to look it, different. <laughs> yeah, it looks different for each of us. And we just have to navigate it the best we can with what we have in that moment. No, yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask you, you know, with, with your mom's passing, um, that is what led you to do the happy pause. Can you share with people um, what is happy pause for people who who don't follow you on social media, never met you before? Can you explain to them um, what is happy pause? Yeah. All right. So warning alert. I'm going to use the V word. So <laughs> um, but I knew the what guys, I just want like for my listeners, the reason why I'm segue into her happy pause because her mom, um, the birth of happy pause did come from her mom and so that's why yeah. I, but yeah she's gonna share stuff so if you're listening hey <laughs> it absolutely did so what I didn't know when I created happy Falls is that 70 percent of all women across the globe over the age of 40 at some time in their life will suffer from vulval and vaginal dryness it's a thing as we age it's a real thing and when my mom and her best friend, who we called my Aunt Pat, were aging, they struggled with what they called vaginitis, which is actually vulvovaginal atrophy um, or genounit- genounitary syndrome, we call it now. Um, they always struggled with it and they just there wasn't anything that was quite right. And then all of a sudden I hit perimenopause um, 
mom passed during that period and I started struggling with vulvovaginal vaginal dryness as well, discovered just like mom and aunt Pat, there was seriously nothing natural out there. There were only these gluggy, horrible, icky chemical treatments that made you feel less than. And when you're going through perimenopause, you don't need to feel less than, you need to feel your beautiful radiant self. Um, so I couldn't find anything. Finally created a product myself that I was thinking was just for me, but it was so good and so beneficial and, and had such longevity that my daughter forced me to make it available for women everywhere. And luckily for us, when we moved to far North Queensland, we had built our life around my mum. So we created this self-contained living area or like a granny flat, we call it in Australia. And then literally built the rest of our house around that because we wanted my mum to feel independent and confident and capable in her later years. And if we hadn't done that, and, and we got lots of chatter at the time, you know, of people saying, oh, you're wasting so much space for your mom, blah, 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 blah. You know, everybody had an opinion. Right. Um, but it didn't matter because we were following our own compass and what we wanted for mom, for her to have, you know, dignity and just feel like she was rocking her world till her dying day. We were so lost when she passed and there was this empty space where we had, built our home and our life around her and it just didn't feel right to turn it into an Airbnb so it just it sat and it sat and it sat and then we hit this home run with happy paws and we knew that we didn't want to have it manufactured offshore we wanted to make it like one of the things I say is like every jar jar is truly poured with happiness we were able to convert that space of my mother's into our laboratory and our working space for happy paws and it just feels like such a gift every time we batch we just feel like we wouldn't be doing happy paws if it hadn't been for her spirit and her energy in that space and now we share that space by creating something that gives goodness and soothing relief to thousands of women all over the world and it's just it's like her legacy continuing of giving goodness no, totally. Cause it's, it's energy. Yeah. You're, 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 you're um, transferring her energy into, into this product that at the time you weren't able to help her with. Cause yeah. remember you, you said she was like suffering and whatnot. And then here you go. And then you transition and you're going through it and you're like, Oh my gosh. Uh-huh. And that's and my only heartbreak seriously with happy paws is that I didn't create it sooner. Like I mm. just now I could just like I'd gnaw my arm off if I could have created right. that in mom and aunt Pat's lifetime just for them to have relief. And I was just listening to a podcast yesterday called Dear Menopause and Sonia, the host, was talking about how traumatic it was for her when her grandmother died and her grandmother was tut-tutted and, and shamed by her mom for having dryness and actually you know, fidgeting and whatever, wiggling around. And I thought, yeah, you know, there was just so much stigma around it that we weren't allowed to address it. And, and I love that we're addressing it for future generations now. Yeah, no. And, and, and it's, and it's good and it's, it's needed. Cause like you say, cause I haven't um, gone through menopause yet, perimenopause. And so this, thank you um, for doing <laughs> what you're doing, because like you said, you're preparing the way for other people 
that hasn't, you know, got into the stage that you're going to be able to help us because the stigma and people not being educated about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, so I just, I love that. Yeah. When, when you and the next wave of women come through and start experiencing perimenopause, A, we're allowed to say the word menopause. There's not as much stigma around it. And we're allowed to talk about, um, you know, our, our, our intimate organs, like our vulva and vagina, and actually address that and address that as something that's not just about maybe discomfort having sex or intimacy, but truly the issue that there is discomfort there. And if we feel good down there, we feel good everywhere and can deal with all the other things that come firing at us during menopause with a lot more resilience. No, because like, I know you have all these conversations with people and some people aren't used to it and whatnot, but it's like, (laughs) hey, there's a white elephant in the room. We're going to talk about this elephant, you know, and then you you go at it, you know, with a vengeance because (laughs) you you didn't have anybody before you talking about it and then there wasn't solutions. And so now here you are and you're like, yeah, I'm going to tell the world. Yep. (laughs) Whether you want to hear it or not, not. this, this message is intended for that one woman. So I'm showing up for you. (laughs) That's how I feel like brave and having this conversation. Like there is probably one woman out there saying, oh my gosh this is the solution. This is going to give me my sanity back because it is so, yeah, it's just, yeah. When, when, when dryness is one of those 34 symptoms, it can drive you to distraction. So yeah, we got to talk about it and and get away from all that shame around talking about something that half the population go through midlife. Yeah. Because it, it doesn't devalue you right? Absolutely. Yeah. But people don't realize that maybe the things they say and do, do make women feel less than. Yeah. And we've, we've just, we've gone so wrong in Western culture. We just, you know, that, that anti-aging and that stigma of aging and, and that there's just this unspoken thing in Western culture that when we stop menstruation, it's like our value dissipates and we need to get back to some of the other cultures that celebrate, you know, wisdom and aging and rising to elderhood, because yeah, it's, it's an amazing transition and we step into our power more than we realize. No, um, I, I really appreciate like what you're doing because the women that you connect with, they, they're being vulnerable to being courageous. You know, uh, there is a friend of yours uh, she has that post if you're I think over 50 you know um, to share and be proud and whatnot and like you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah yes Marianne Aldous um <laughs> say your age and, yeah. <laughs> and so in, and anyone over 40 go and check out Marianne Aldous she is an actress who's in her 70s um anyone a bit older might remember her as Dee Dee Bannister back from the edge of night she was one of the, the first lead African-American roles in daytime soaps, incredible actor, and now a 
tireless advocate for positive aging. And I love her say your age. Yes. So say your age, like hashtag 53 for me. Um, well, I'm 47. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you have got to go on to, on to her say your age and I'll look for your photo there. <laughs> no, but I mean, I, I just like the one thing I, I realized with you is like, you, you know, you're, you're like, okay, I'm going to do this happy pause. But in the process, like it just connected you to other women that are like, we're like, they're all intertwined. And that's the thing, like in real life, we gravitate to like-minded people and, and we find people that are, that are doing good deeds and, you know, have that vibration, you know, that, that we lift ourselves and we lift everyone around us. I never expected to find that on digital platforms as well. And it's so cool, like connecting with, with you and Karen and Sarah from Treasures Around Us. So Karen from Letting Go with Aloha um, there on Oahu and in New York, Sarah Kleber with Treasures Around Us. You know, we've made this absolutely strong, kick-ass group of women. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I never would have expected to find such a, Abiding lifelong friendships from a digital platform. And I'm so thankful for it. Yeah, no, and, and people should never underestimate that the relationships you've created on the platforms um have like don't underestimate the power that it has to to give you just the confidence and, and to to hold space for you and to have love. Um, I wanted to say, because, you know, I'm fortunate that, you know, the book is going to be coming out, The Power to Rise. Um, I'm really fortunate that you gave me the opportunity to be a part of it. And, you know, I'm just being honest with you guys. Like, I I do, I, you know, work through um, with PTSD, um, with anxiety, and um, I have bouts of depression. And so I've gone back and forth with with submitting for for the book and not feeling worthy not feeling you know I can do this and whatnot and you know I I I just wanted to say thank you so much for for you being patient with me um being supportive um encouraging and and just knowing when to step back and um sometimes we have to borrow people's faith um and and their belief in us and I feel like that's something special you've done prior to us going, um, starting this recording for this uh, podcast episode, uh, you know, I was crying and just expressing my gratitude because sometimes we need to let go and allow people's love for us to, to shine through, even if we don't understand or we don't think it's good enough that sometimes we have to, to let other people um, carry us into, to do something great that will have a, a lasting impact on other people's lives. And so thank you so much for, for being that for me with the book. And, you know, I'm sure the other authors are, are extremely grateful for this chance. Yeah. Well, and, and thank you so much, Jeslyn, for letting go of your inner critic and, and letting all that chatter just disappear and leaping in and being a part of Power to Rise Above because I seriously... <laughs> believe that this book would not be as powerful without your story and I and honestly I think if you would let self-doubt win I would have been filled with so much sorrow because your story is powerful and meaningful and there I know that there are readers out there that are going to want to connect to your words and they're going to make a difference.
Yeah, no, thank you so much. Guys, I I used to cry a lot about different things that I've gone through and like during, like if you when you read the story and whatnot on um, my sharing, there's so many tears that I've I've gone through to to get to this point. And um when I was talking to her earlier, like the tears I was crying was uh, tears of gratitude. And so if you're someone who cries, you know, sometimes you'll you'll be overwhelmed with sad tears. But eventually, um, you know, if you open your heart, it, it can become happy tears too. <laughs> yeah, joy always rises. Yeah, totally. Um, before we end, because I know I could talk to you forever. Um, is there anything, you know, some that you'd like to share with our listeners that you haven't already shared that you wanted them to, you know, to know? Yeah, actually. Um... I might go back from the power to rise above back to sacred promise. And just, we'll just close off with um, Des and I were both cheerleaders. <laughs> and I, I love it. <laughs> now we're often each other's cheerleaders. And, and in um, sacred promise, I write a lot about a horrific bullying experience I had with a gang of girls at 13 mm-hmm. and, and, uh, the bullying was instigated from bad choices by a coach that just didn't really understand young female athletes and then didn't actually have the the wherewithal to make it right. So I was stuck dealing with a gang of girls um, because I excelled at basketball. And it took till the end of year seven for another coach from high school to come down and sort it out. And once he sorted it out, I just realized, you know, sometimes you can have dippy coaches that will fail you. So then when you find a good coach, celebrate all that they do that makes coaching work and incorporate that into your own day-to-day life and be your own coach and be your own cheerleader, and be your own champion. And once you master that for yourself, it's amazing because you can take it up to the next level, and then you can be the kind of coach that someone else needs, the Mm. kind of cheerleader that someone else needs on their journey, and champion them as they go across the finish line as well. So at Astra for Aspera, to the stars through difficulties for all of us. No, thank you. That's so true. Learning to be that for yourself. Because if you're always waiting around for someone to come in and, and to be your cheerleader, they may never come. You know what I mean? And and the way you want them to, but just being able to to love yourself and to be that cheerleader and, and know that even if you fall, you can keep coming back up again and again. Absolutely. Right. Spot on dead. <laughs> <laughs> the bar to write. Yeah. Um, yeah. So thank you so much um, for, for being with me. Um, I'm looking forward to what's to come with, with the book and you know what we're gonna evolve and do to continuously help women. Um, I know you have some great ideas and I, I look forward to helping you to execute those great ideas to make a difference. Um, what is the best way for people to connect with you? 
Yeah, so you can find our website at happypause.com.au. So that's pause, P-A-U-S-E. So it's a play on menopause. So happypause.com.au. Instagram, if you like the writing journey, go to at the power to rise above. And for women's health, go to at happypause underscore menopause. Okay, thank you so much. Oh, guys, if you haven't already, um, please subscribe to Healing with Aloha. Check out Sandy. Um, you know, check out the books that she's co-authored with. Um, you know, it, it's not just about you, but there's other people who may want to know about these stories and, and that will give you the courage to tell your story. Because it's not about us. Um, this is about giving hope and giving you courage. Um, and like the book that's coming out, The Power to Rise, for you have the ability to rise to tell your story to help someone else. And so guys, thank you so much for joining us today. Aloha.